going on, that you have choices you can make, and we will show them to you, and we will give you the information you need to make those decisions. One decision I'd like you to make right now is to become a member of this community radio station. Join the others who have seen how important it is to get the information you get from the station. It's easy to become a member. It's 877-500-5266. If you're out there and you've never been a member, join now. And I want to, you know, let people know you can also come in 20 Southeast 8th Avenue and make your contribution in person. We have somebody who has stopped by to do that right now. And it's always exciting. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to show you around the studio and show you how we put your money to service all of the communities that access KBU. It is a great thing to do this morning. So please do stop by 20 Southeast 8th or perhaps the most convenient way to become a member at this moment is to grab the phone and dial 877-500-5266. Now onwards to the incomparable Wednesday morning radio zine. KBU would like to give special thanks to our local community partners who've donated food for our volunteers today. Breakfast provided by Trader Joe's, a grocery chain open daily from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Lunch provided by Corbett Fish House, located at 5901 Southwest Corbett Avenue. Corbett Fish House serves seafood dishes open from lunch to dinner. Dinner provided by Bocce's on 7th, located at 1728 Southeast 7th Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday from 4 to 9. Bocce's serves a full Italian menu. For more information on how you can support KBU, call 877-500-5266 right now. KBU's prize drawing rules. Everyone who donates will be entered into the drive prize drawings. No purchase necessary to be entered. Making a purchase or contribution will not improve an individual's chance for winning. The fall drive prize drawing is subject to all applicable federal, state, and local laws and regulations. Void where prohibited or restricted by law or regulations. To enter, call 877-500-5266 between the hours of 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. and provide your name, complete address with zip code, date of birth, and day evening phone numbers with area code. Only one entry per person per household per year will be accepted during the drive drawing period. Entries may be mailed with the aforementioned information to KBU Radio, care of Membership Department, 20 Southeast 8th Avenue, Portland, Oregon, 97214, postmarked by September 22nd. Incomplete or late entries will not be accepted. Winner will be determined in a random drawing on Thursday, October 4th. Winner will be notified by telephone, mail, or email after Monday, October 8th. For a copy of official prize drawing rules and restrictions, and for the names of the winners, go to kboo.fm forward slash fall 2018 drawing. And thank you. Good morning. You're listening to KBOO Portland. Coming right up, it's Lisa Loving today talking to multimedia journalist Christopher Francisco about his work covering Standing Rock and the new emerging pipeline protests around the nation. At 10 o'clock, Air Cascadia. Cascadia. At 10.15, Flashpoints with Dennis Bernstein. And at 11, the Food Show looks ahead to the Northwest Permaculture Convergence in Toledo, Washington, plus the New Zealand artist using his sound to enhance eating experiences. And be sure to uh, keep that number in mind, 877-500-5266, because all of these programs are made possible only by members' support. So go to the website if you can't do that kboo.org and .fm and uh, click donate. Thank you. Here comes Lisa Loving and her guest. Good morning. Hey, it's 9.03. This is an exciting moment. A morning of potentiality here at KBOO Portland. I'm Lisa Loving. Um, of course, this is our fabulous fall membership drive. You're just keeping that in the back of your mind as you, we listen to our guest today, Christopher Francisco is an independent multimedia journalist who traveled to Standing Rock in 2016, got shot, right? Got his equipment taken, got it back in court this summer. Now he's planning a tour of all the Standing Rocks. Christopher, thanks for being here today. Got <laughs> um, We actually were just stuck in a traffic jam together and we came to the radio station to talk about oil dependency, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Christopher, you um, are planning right now. You're, you've been looking at um, 
the oil industry, the black snake, looking at all the places where people are doing protests at pipelines. And we could talk about that a little bit later. But I want to I want to bring for our listeners that are not familiar with your work, Christopher Francisco has a KABU show. It's called Human Beings with Five Fingers. You can go on the KABU website and find podcasts of that show, right? Um, also a correspondent for the KABU Evening News. And um, so you got a grant to go in 2016, take the, um, I want to say the bike tour to try to get Leonard Peltier pardoned by the president. And that was when Barack Obama was president, right? That's when I first met you, maybe. And Barack Obama didn't do that. I mean, I know that this may not sound like it's part of the story, but I feel like it is part of the story. This is, can you talk about that a little bit when you went, and then we'll start talking about um, the pipeline protest, but I'm just, you know, Leonard Peltier for me and for a lot of other people, a lot of our issues, understanding of the politics of indigenous people in the United States start with Leonard Peltier. Can you just talk about that trip you took with Leonard Peltier? What happened for Leonard Peltier? What happened? Um, first of all, I want to thank uh, KBU uh, Community Radio here in Portland, Oregon for uh allowed me to uh, go on this uh, ride. They kind of gave me a small grant. And so we took off from uh, Banks, Oregon, with Chance- Chauncey Peltier. That's, he's the son of uh, Leonard Peltier. And we went because we, you know, we're still fighting for his freedom, you know. And so we took off from uh, Banks, and we're trying to uh, let people be aware of... Uh, that he's still in prison. And a lot of people knew that he was still in prison. They came up to uh, to the caravan and they talked to us and and um, you know gave us uh, you know support. So we got to uh, D.C. We uh, demonstrated out in front of the White House and you know we made awareness of, for him. And um, yeah, it. Um, I'm gonna say we, we in the KBU Evening News Department started covering this um, this bike tour uh, to support Leonard Peltier, asking Barack Obama to uh, pardon him because it was Ob- Obama's last term in office, and the whole movement, as far as I could tell, was really. It was really, it was really a, a movement of young people. A group of indigenous young people had met Barack Obama maybe the year before or two years before, and he encouraged. No, he came to the reservation, is what it was. He met with young people, and they thought he was great. And then when they went to ask him to do this one thing, he was. They were basically locked out. I'm just saying that. A few months later, we all learned about Standing Rock, right? Which was an amazing. Thing because Standing Rock was already an encampment, I think, by the time the Leonard Peltier ride happened. So Standing Rock, of course, as we know, is uh, was a demonstration um, in uh, one of the Dakotas. I want to say it was a South Dakota. I don't. I've never Standing Rock, North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah. Um, it's so isolated out there, right? And um, so people who cared a lot went out there to make this big stand. Um, to shut down this oil pipeline against a corporate against a corporate monopoly, and um, that's when that's when I really started to get to know what your work was like, Christopher. Um, now we've just set this show up, and now it's time for us to go to the Palace of Pledge, which is awesome. Okay. But um, I want people to know, um, this is Talk Radio. We're here in uh, Studio 2 with Christopher Francisco. We're going to be talking about all of the Standing Rock um, pipeline protests happening now. You've heard a little bit about that already, I think, today. But now we're going to show you how you can invest and support this radio station. Um, And my friends in the Palace of Pledge. Oh, yes. Hello there. Yes. Oh, hi there. Yes. Welcome to KBOO yes. Mornings. Okay. We're not getting our uh, our uh, back here on our coffee. Going. I'm Dan. We're here to here to pitch for you t- today. Uh, as you may have noticed, l- listening to KBOO, the one thing you haven't heard are any commercials because this is commercial-free, community-sponsored radio. You're the community, and four times a year we, we come to you to ask for your sponsorship. 
We know you're listening every day of the year, and it's just a couple weeks a year where we want to hear back from you, uh, hear how much you enjoy what we're doing, hear what, what other things you would like us to be doing, and the way to do that is give us a call at 877-500-5266, and you can also, if you don't want to... If it's a little, you can go online. Right. <laughs> if it's too early for your mouth to be working, the, the way mine isn't working yet, uh, you can get online at kboo.fm. Yes, and this is that time where we come for membership drive. We're asking people who uh, have been members to uh, renew their membership. You could even, like, if you've already got your membership going, uh, up it up, uh, put it up a little bit. You know, add a couple of dollars onto the amount that you've been paying each month here to community radio. But especially, we want to talk to those people who have been tuning in to KBU for a long time, and you're not a member. This is the time we need you to step up. We used to have a longtime host here called uh, named George Page. He said, "You got to back what you believe in." And this is how, if you listen to KBU and you're not a member, this is the time now where we really need your support. We've only got like four days left uh, to uh, make our goal for this membership drive. And we really need you to call us up at 877-500-5266 so that you can become a member. A $60 a year membership is a minimum, and we can work that out for $5, $5 a, a month. month. Yes, yes. we can do that. Just you can to, afford that. Right. So call us up, and we can work something out. Now, as we go on, we're going to have some things that we're going to be giving away here, and we'll mention even tickets if you want. But uh, we so, so we want you to call us up right now. You know, KBU is only able to present public affairs program like what Lisa Loving is doing this morning because of your support. We are able to keep our, this wide variety. We can be the farmer's market of radio, and we can only do that because of your support. You, if you look at KBU's schedule, all the different types of programming, even just today, we do that because we are not connected with any institution or university or anything. We are totally uh, independent, and we can only stay independent with your support. So eight seven seven five zero zero five two six six. You got to call us up right now. And there are many ways to to contribute. I mean, you can do it online at kboo.fm. You can do it through your card or make automatic deposits, withdrawals, excuse me, out of your accounts so, so that the money isn't coming all out at once. You can send us a check, or you could even come down here to the station on the Southeast 8th and uh, make a contribution in person, meet some of the people, ha have a look at the stations, see where your money's going, see what your money is helping to keep going. Now, one thing you can get if you uh, subscribe for a $60 membership, you can get the amazing KBU Black Beanie. You know, the weather's changing. I thought it was a little cool this morning, nice and clear out. And it's still summer, and essentially summer still lasts till Halloween around here. But, you know, those cold days are coming up. And so you might want to have something to keep, the, keep your head warm and to proclaim that you are a supporter of Community Radio, KBOO Portland. $60 a year subscription can get you the amazing KBU Black Beanie. And you can only do that if you call us up at 877-500-5266. We've got people waiting here. And as you mentioned, that you can do a payment plan. Yes, you can uh, set up to do with the $60, but you know, you can pay $70, $80 a month, or $80 for a year. Or and $120, then you can, yeah. $10 a month. Yeah, and so uh, we can work that out, how much you feel that you want to support cable. You know, in many ways, it's not so much the money. It's like we need a lot of people to support us. So if you want to work out something less than that, like just a bare $40 payment, we can do that. So, uh, But the basic one that we want to take out is $5 a month for a, a year subscription of $60. And, you know, this goes for our operating costs. It goes, you know, things like... Uh, you know, wires that we have to get to replace other wires that are worn out, <laughs> the little rubber things on the headphones, the uh, headphones themselves. There's uh, new mic stands every now and then, but mainly, you know, like the electricity bill, which we have down here, the phone bill that we connect up to the transmitter, the, tra 
transmitters ran, the rent on the transmitter. This all adds up, and it's all just the basic nuts and bolts of what a radio station needs to operate. And since, like I said, we're not connected to a university or an institution or a corporation. We're on our own, so we need to come to you and uh, ask for your support. What's that number again? That number is 877-500-5266. As he was saying, we're not connected to corporations. We're not connected to uh, universities, but we are connected to you, the community. Um, because community radio station, I mean, what other community radio station in the world has gone on for 50 years the way KBU has? And the reason we've gone on for this long is because of you making your contributions and you out there who not only listen but come here and volunteer. KBU is equal opportunity brought across the rainbow. You can find any kind of music. You can find any type of opinions and uh Public, p public affairs. I mean, later this morning we have coming up the food show, which which will also talk about gardening. We we have Eric Cascadia coming up fifteen hot minutes from from Chris Andre most days of the week. These are things you can't find anywhere else. This is information you can't find anywhere else, and it's worth something to you. It's worth knowing what we're delivering to you. So please pay up. You know, it's we don't ask too often. Uh, 877-500-5266, and these days you can even donate securely online at kboo.fm. Yes, you got to make that decision and become part of KBOO and support something that you know you you've been uh, listening to all this time. You've been supporting it by listening, but you need to support it with some financial backing. You know, here at KBOO, we we talk about a lot of issues especially in the public affairs programs, and we're a little bit ahead sometimes of the mainstream media and knowing about major stories of the environment, justice, social activities, and sort of, and even local policy making. And this is something KBU has done for a long time. When I started here at KBU many decades ago, uh, we would do live city council meetings uh, that I w we would sit in on. And uh, just, just to give that part of how things are working that you could listen to. Um, and we can do that with your support. We're independently owned, listeners supported. And that means you've got to go to your phone and call us up at 877-500-5266. You can talk to our operators down here. Support these programs that you tune into and listen to every day. Right, we need you to call right now. We need your support. Become a member of Community Radio KBOO Portland. That's again, 877-500-5266. Hey, uh, you are listening to KBOO Portland. I'm Lisa Loving. Um, this is my sort of my new slow show slot, but it is a slow sh show slot, and I'm doing slow radio here. I just don't, I don't know what I want to call it, but I want to have activist people on the air um, talking about their work and their motivation. And today, we are all here in Studio 2 with Christopher Francisco. And while we were listening to our friends talk about what the purpose of KBU is, Christopher was talking to me about his motivation and why he's here at KBU and not at CNN. Right, Christopher? Right. But talk a little bit. You know, we were talking about journalism and the journalism that comes out of KBU. But can you, why do you do it? What do you see yourself doing as a multimedia journalist in Standing Rock or anywhere? Why do you do what you do and why is KBU important, do you think? Well, KBU is important for me because it gives me, you know, access to the radio. Um, it gets me uh, the to get the word out, you know, I... I I'm not very good at um, being inside the institution, working nine to five job, you know, just sitting behind a desk. I'd rather be out in the field, as they say, as they call it. For me, it's just a struggle. It's just a movement, what, what, whatever you call it is. For, for myself, my vo motivation is that, you know, I've been, you know, in the movement for, for a long time, you know, back in, in New Mexico where I grew up in Shiprock, New Mexico. You know, there's a uranium that was happening, you know, the coal mining was going on and you know all these things I seen my elders talk about these things my parents talking about it everybody the whole tribe was concerned about these things and of course you know it's like that conquer and divide some people were pro coal mine because they need jobs and pro uranium because they need jobs and then there's some grassroots people that felt you know that were desecrating mother earth and and from 
my perspective, I, you know, listened to what my grandparents were saying about, you know, not raping Mother Earth and, and protecting it for future generations. So that's my motivation that my uh, grandmother, you know, uh, imparted to me, you know, my grandparents, the elders and stuff, we listened to them. And so that's that's my whole motivation of what I do. And, and as, as I grew up, you know, I've never departed from it, you know, and then listening to American Indian movement, the actions they were doing, the confrontations that they were doing, you know, all that played in it also, you know, because uh, we only live in one planet. We live in this one world, and then next world will pass on to it, you know. But as long as I'm here, you know, as like a lot of other water protectors that are out there, other movements all over, indigenous movements happening all over the world, we're trying to protect our home because this is the only place where we feel that we're going to be living and our, we're going to bring up our families and our children through this on this earth you know and so it's very important to us that we protect the water and we protect the air you know we protect mother earth and mother earth will take care of herself you know but i think it's more we're tech protecting it for future generations because i'll, I'll have grandkids you'll have grandkids you know so it's it's not just um, I'm not just there just to you know play games or you know just uh, you know feel good but you know that I'm I'm a journalist or something it's, it's more than that and, and Kebu you know I heard about Kebu um, several years ago and and um, I was very uh, I wasn't really into it but then I knew I had to do what I had to do which was spread awareness about this and I learned how to uh, shoot video and how to shoot black and white, you know, photography. And I learned how to, you know, go through the process of uh, becoming a volunteer here at Kebu. And in, in return, you know, um, some uh, compassionate person, you know, donated some funding to Native causes. And with that funding, I was able to use it to go, uh, go on this ride the Peltier ride in 2016 to, uh, um, to to follow what I feel in my heart to do, which is the right thing. And so, therefore, I'm still here. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm here, you know, whether, you, you know, people, you know, believe what I say or like me or whatever, you know, we're always going to have haters, you know, that are out there. And, and I don't look at that. I look at, you know, seeing the smiling face of my grandson, you know, and, and, and uh, animals being able to have clean water just like we do, you know, the trees be able to stay green and grow. And, you know, the ones that fly, you know, you know, they, they need clean water and the, f the, the ones that swim need clean water. So it's not just human beings that need clean water. We need, all of us need water. Every little living thing here on this planet needs water. So I feel that deep down in my heart, you know, I, I wake up every morning, you know, all this colonization and this institutional system is just draining me. It's killing me living here in the city. So I need to get back out there. And so I'm organizing, you know, like getting things together. And, and I don't know when it's going to be whenever the universe feels it's time for me to roll. You know, I'll be out of here. I'll be back out there and I'll be using KBU radio as a channel to um, spread awareness to the rest of the world because the whole world's is still watching. I believe there's still people out there that are concerned about the planet. They're concerned about their children, and and, and it's real. It's, it's it's you have to wake up. You have to wake up to that fact that it is real. I mean, global warming is happening. You know, wars are still going on over oil. You know, and all these things are still really coming down on the indigenous people all over the world. You know, not just natives here, you know, in, in, in America or on Turtle Island. It's also like in Africa and, and uh, you know, in South America and, and China, you know, Japan. There's indigenous people that live out there, man, that live off the land. And even white people, I believe here, they live off the grid. You know, they, they you know, they have to have clean water for their animals and for them, for their families to drink. You know, we have to go towards like wind energy, solar energy, these alternative energies, I know we're still extracting from the earth, but as a society, we're so, you know, um, hooked up on uh, technology, you know, cell phones, TVs, iPads, computers, and, and the machine keeps rolling. We keep extracting from Mother Earth, and we keep taking things from Mother Earth to make economy, to make money. And few of us are trying to live off the grid. And we have to have like solar energy or else, you know, we're going to be stuck with coal, uranium or all these, you know, what Trump administration is uh, lifting all these restrictions. And this morning I was listening to uh, a film program, uh, uh, 
a camp down at Bayou Bridge Camp, and like several women got arrested, and and they're attacking the women. Mother Earth is a female being, and as she's being attacked, so this whole uh, planet is kind of like really attacking the female being, you know. And and so they got arrested, and they were demanding that they be let go, and and they're stalling, you know, the process of l- letting them free. So we're out there. We're still out there. Standing Rock has just begun, you know, and we're still here, you know. We're still indigenous. We still feel and care for people on this planet. And so we're still going to be here, whether you like it or not, because we're still going to be keep coming as you keep coming at us. We're going to keep praying and we're going to st- keep standing, you know. And so that camp down there, the Bayou Bridge, they going through a lot right now that's part of the uh, pipeline you know the quota access pipeline that's running down that went through uh, Standing Rock you know it's heading down that way so uh, they need a lot of support you know if you're able to go out to the field as a journalist or you know just to be there as a support person go down there and stand you know because we only have like I said you know we just live in this lifetime only one time you know, we, my grandmother said, oh yeah, you know, it's like, there's a lot of hardship, man. It's nothing's going to come easy. You have to fight for, you have to stand up for, you have to protect it, you know, and then, so that's why I use KBU, you know, because it's only, I can't go to like uh, downtown to the news station and, and talk to them and, and, you know, and, and get things I have on the, you know, my media on the air, they're not going to do it, you know, and, and only places here that KBU does that, you know, that we have this access, we have this availability for people that can go out and do things like that. And, and we're going to continue to do this no matter what, you know, and, and that's what I believe, you know, and all of us together, you know, as a collective, we, we can make changes, you know, social changes here. So I'm just a small person. I'm just one person. I'm, I'm nobody, you know, no famous or, you know, I'm not a medicine man or anything. You know, I'm just a regular human being with five fingers. And that's what uh, our people, we call ourselves, human beings with five fingers. So that's the name of my uh, podcast, and that's how I access KBU radio here. Christopher Francisco, um, you mentioned one of the of the new I'm just going to call them the new standing rocks it, it hurts me to even say that right and that's the one that's in Louisiana it's Lo et la vie Lo et mm-hmm. la vie camp that just means water is life camp right and um we were counting up how many um pipeline protests there are and I have a list and I'm not sure if it's complete is it okay if I read the list sure because because uh, Christopher's thinking he, he's thinking of doing a tour or somehow connecting with all of these protests. So if you're listening right now, we are talking about protests against petrochemical pipelines. And another aspect of that that I know Christopher's interested in is hemp, industrial hemp plantations, industrial hemp farms, right? Does anybody out there, if you're listening right now, do you know of an industrial hemp farm in the state of Oregon? We want to go. We want to visit it. So we're actually asking people, let us know. If you know of an industrial hemp farm in Oregon, um, maybe, I don't know, let someone know how we could connect with them. I feel like there were issues with retail cannabis being legalized before industrial hemp. I could be wrong. But I want to read this list of these are the, um, we're calling these, I'm thinking of these as the new new, um, standing rocks, okay? So in North Dakota, the Cheyenne River Camp. Okay, that's one Cheyenne River Camp in North Dakota, and they're still there um, against the X, the Keystone XL pipeline in um, Fond du Lac, Minnesota. Molly Moffat, my elementary school friend, lives in Fond du Lac, Minnesota, the Makwa Camp. Right, they're standing against two pipelines by Enbridge, Line Three and Line Five. That's Fond du Lac, Minnesota, the Makwa Camp. Heck, in Brooklyn, New York, yo. Never, I read the New York Times all the time. I've never felt less informed, right? There was a major pipeline protest in Brooklyn against the Rockaway Lateral Fracked Gas Pipeline. They're still protesting that pipeline. Go to New York, okay? Huntington County, Pennsylvania, Camp White Pine. They're protesting the Seneca Mariner II East Pipeline. I'm, I'm not even halfway through the list, friends. Monroe County, West Virginia, and parts of Virginia, there's two Virginias, 
uh, people were in trees. I'm like, trees on Peter's Mountain. That's what's called the Mountain Valley Pipeline, okay? People were in trees. They just got pulled down, I think, last week. But I don't think people are done with that. Um, Suwannee County, Florida. That's what's called the Sabal Trail Pipeline. I don't think there's a camp there. Not all these places have a camp, but people are still protesting them, okay? And then we're at Bayou Bridge Pipeline in St. James Parish, Louisiana. That's the Low et la Vie camp. A lot of stuff is going on there. Even, um, you know what? Really great sources of information for this is insideclimatenews.com. O-R-G. They've done a lot to cover Bayou Bridge. Okay, Texas, right? The Trans-Pecos Pipeline. But that one was completed. That one was completed. There's a couple on this list that were completed. And how many, how much, how, how long did it take for there to be a pipeline rupture, rupture in Standing Rock? It was like two months. Was it one month? Was Man. there a spill within yeah. weeks? It yeah, was within well, weeks. And yeah. So there's another, Michigan and in Ohio, there's what's called the Nexus pipeline there's no there's no camp there but people are still protesting it we're going to put all this on the web so you know me and christopher we're we're trying to cook up some kind of some kind of i don't know web presence so that everyone can see these there's not one place christopher where i found all this information it took a whole day to collect all this information uh rover natural gas pipeline in ohio also completed okay once these 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 pipelines are completed People are still protesting. Don't make any, don't, don't doubt that. But it's a different thing. And it's um, horse out of the barn time. Um, so yeah, again, Michigan and Ohio, Nexus Pipeline. And then the last one I have, which is ugly as sin. This is in BC, Canada. It's the Trans Mountain Pipeline Expansion. They already have a pipeline, but they want to make it bigger. And there's a lot of indigenous groups in Canada against that. I think people, uh, just like um, in North Dakota, I think people have come from all over the world to BC, Canada for that particular one. So that's a list of, of um, pipelines and a couple that have been completed. You're listening to KBOO Portland. I'm Lisa Loving here with Christopher Francisco. We're talking about um, Christopher's work, his journalism. He wants to be crystal clear that he's a human being first, journalism second. You know, what motivates us? And, you know, we were dialoguing about this as we were trying to arrive at the station for this interview. Like, what motivates journalism anymore? What's happening with journalism? What's the future of journalism? Now, I don't want to, I'm looking at you, Christopher. I don't want to leap sideways and throw you some question that'll give you, you know, a headache. I do want to ask you, though, can you talk about how you got started as a journalist? What made you reach for a camera and where did you get your early training? Well, I remember as a kid that I seen like um, a, a journalist, I don't know what where they were from, NBC or, or places like that, and they were like, coming on to Dinetra on and Diné land, Navajo land. And they would be there interviewing, you know, the elders or American Indian movement members. And and uh, one of the things uh, I remember Russell Means, he was saying, is saying that we, can, we need to use the media, you know, in the uh, press release. And that's what they always did. So that was one of the things that American Indian movement used to be uh, very good at was always like letting the public know you know what's going on what's happening and you know and the whole world was always watching interested in, in what we were doing so just seeing that you know and you know it was always been in the back of my mind and and then so when I came here to Portland you know um, 2013 I graduated uh, PSU with a liberal arts major in liberal arts minor with uh film and theater so I, I learned how to use you know shoot video and you know shoot black and white and just do media and so from that point on you know I've uh, I think I went to cable access at uh um Gresham and they taught me how to use the cameras and then you know I learned more while I was in uh, New York City I learned a little how to write scripts and stuff like that and and so when I came back and I I got connected with Kebu and um so from that point on I you know I just kept learning you know from going out and being out there and um so that's what mostly um you know just seeing just watching and hearing you know what people are doing out there what's the best way to do something you know I could just be there and just as a body but since I'm there as a body, might as well, you know, have some skills to, uh, 
share to the world what's really going on besides you know sitting behind a you know like behind a news desk where you put down you know at NBC or something like that and they come in and they interview us and stuff like that but also being you know being out there is a lot of a uh, lot of hardship you know that you have to sleep in a tent you have to you know freeze or mosquito bites or you know heat you know humid and I my hat is off to a lot of those people that are out there still fighting but they you know they're they're nobody really knows who they are you know nobody no, I don't know so so I just wanted like um you know give thanks to all the people that are out there out in the field and even to KBU members here people that are giving and people that are volunteering and everybody we need, we need all of us we used to have keyboard warriors keyboard warriors were the ones that never less left the desk but stayed in their home whether because they didn't have funding or they just don't have no way of going out there or they had like illnesses or something preventing them from being out out at camps or being out in the field but they we all know in our hearts and our beings that there's something has to be done and we you know even if we were giving away free apples you know that's a movement giving away free pears that's a movement you know that's what uh, lisa's husband was doing i saw him on facebook and i said wow man that is a movement right there in itself you know just helping each other out and dinette navajo we call it a it means compassion you know we have compassion for one another and and you know we come together you know in prayer and you know talking to them you know, meaning with the animals, with the, you know, the birds and the fishes and the insects and, and the plants, you know, we all come together for, you know, they do their purpose to keep us alive and we have to, you know, we're capable as human beings of doing something, you know, but they don't have a voice, you know, so we have to be that voice for them. And I can feel when I go up Forest Park, I can feel the energies up there, you know, like the trees, you know, I, I know that, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, maybe it might be a dream in my own head, but I think they they know, they they communicate with each other through uh, fungus, you know, fungi. They have yeah. e- they have electromagnetic fields. Yeah. I was actually just seeing my so my son's visiting. He's a scientist, and he showed me all these ways that plants communicate. They don't talk with words, but they communicate with each other. And I have to say, I have wonderful friends in the Palace of Pledge, and they need to communicate with us right now as well. Over to you, y'all. All right, and here at at KBU, we are the mycorrhiza of the information world. Just like the mushrooms talk to each other through the root hairs, we are talking to you through words that will raise the hairs on the back of your neck. We not only want to tell you what is happening, show you what is happening, we want to give you examples like Christopher and Lisa who are working for solutions. They're, they're trying to find what the problems are and what we can do about them. It isn't just, oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is a crash. No, this is the world we're living in. These are people who are doing things to make it a better world. And the only place you can hear them is here on KBU, KBU Community Radio Station. I, I, I want to stress that word community because we're giving to you, and this is one of the times we're asking you to give back to us. Please call 877-500-5266, or you can donate online at kboo.fm. Please call. Please help. We know you listen to KBU. And now pay back a little bit because we have no commercials. We have no corporate or university sponsors. We are depending on you to keep the words, to keep the hope, to keep the activity coming through your radio, into your head, maybe help you be motivated, help you at least not feel so depressed at the news you hear from other places. There is hope in this world, and KBU is part of it. Hey, for uh, those who don't know, we uh, for today, anybody who calls in at 877-500-5266. Oh, hi, this is Matt Clark. I'm here with uh, Dan Raphael. Dan Raphael, and we're you know here for our membership drive. If you call in to become a member of KBU, your name is put into our daily drawing. And for today, if you call us 877-500-5266, and become a member of KBU or renew your membership, uh, you will be entered in a chance to win 12 bottles of wine from the St. Joseph's Winery. Wow! And so uh, if you call in, become a member of KBU, your name will be put 
on the list for the daily drawing. We've only got a few days left in this fall membership drive. We really need you to get to, to make that decision and make the commitment to the radio station that you love listening to. And that's by calling us up and becoming a member. We've got somebody who's called in right now. We need you to call us up or to go online. We can now tell if you go online, we can uh, we can now tell that uh, people have have done that uh, as they do it. So, like it's the same as calling up. We can also uh, are aware of who to men who to thank for calling in on on the phone as well as uh, dialing in online. Uh, it's really important that you uh, back cable uh, and like the issues of public affairs that we present. You know, we're it's like I said, we're sort of ahead of the mainstream media in some ways. And just today's program, here we've got a different point of view uh, of what's going on than what's normally been presented. Uh, that, uh, you know, as Lisa read down to the list, there are all these protests that are going on against these pipelines. And then also mentioning how often these pipelines have been breaking. And even in spite of all their best intentions, oh, this is the best thing, it's the newest thing. A couple of weeks later, it breaks. And, you know, you're not hearing that on many of the mainstream media. They've got other things that they're talking about, you could say that. But also, this is important, too, for the environment. And we we talk about that in the many different programs that we present. And we can only do it if you call us up, 877-500-5266, and you back what you believe in and become a member of Community Radio. Yes, again, community, we have to band together. Uh, other media outlets will try to divert you with, with scandals or, you know, who said what to whom, but the facts that you need to help make it through your world, make it through your day, we're offering it here at KBU. I mean, don't whine, call us, and maybe you can win some wine. Uh, the, the pledge can be small, you know, uh, a good starting point is $5 a month, which you can do, you can write a check, we can charge you all at once, we can set up a payment plan from your accounts, so you're only losing $5 a month to keep us through these tough budget times that I know strike us all here here in Portland when you can barely afford rent. Uh, we're still asking you for just just a little bit, just a little bit to help KBU going because we feel that we are important to you. We know that you're important to us, and we want to keep that relationship going, keep that teamwork. We not only would like you to make uh, cash contributions, we always need volunteers. If you have ideas of things you would like to hear on the radio, you can come here and help put them on the radio. Yeah. Becoming uh, a member is a good way to start. Becoming a member? And uh, it gives you an introduction to the what we do down here. We provide a lot of free classes on how to do audio production, how to uh, set up for uh, bands, how to do interviews over the phone, how to cut it together with the new interweb, with the new digital technology. You can find that out down here. So uh, it, it works good all around. We're able to put out the radio shows that you like to listen to, and then you, you support us so that we can continue to put out the uh, radio shows we like to listen to. It's a sort of wheel of life that we have here. Yeah, and that's an Im Im important part that Matt raised is, is Cable offers a lot of training to people who can take skills in audio production, in video production, uh, out into the world uh, beyond KBU. Uh They can take them as uh, as Christopher does. He can take his skills all around all around the country to various sites. Uh, and KBU itself, you're hearing it on the radio, but you could be listening to it anywhere in the world on the computer. So. Please, if you're somewhere else in the world and you like KBU, you don't have to be local to support the radio station. If you're listening to KBU online or on air, you are part of the community wherever you are, and, and we would like you to call in and make a donation, 877-500-5266 or kboo.fm. $5 a month is $60 a year. $10 a month is $120 a year. Not all of you can afford it. Some of you can. And every little bit helps. If you only have one $5 bill that's spare for the whole year, we appreciate that as much uh, be, because it's probably more meaningful to you than larger monies are to some other people. Well, also, it's like to, to get a lot of people to support. And it's not so much getting, you know, a couple of people who will do all the things. No, we need a whole bunch of people and big and little donations to KBU 
is what uh, really shows the widespread support that the station has and that many people like listening to us. So we're talking to you out there who's been listening for a long time. This is a time when we need you to help support what you, what you, back, what you believe in, and that's KBU. 877-500-5266. Lisa Loving's getting warmed up again. She's ready to go, and so we're going to go back. So give us a call, 877-500-5266, and support Community Radio. If you don't do it, I don't know who's going to do it. So that's all I'm saying. Um, I'm Lisa Loving. We are here in Studio 2. We're live with Christopher Francisco. Christopher, thanks again for getting up so early in the morning and being here. It's okay. It did feel unusually early today. So now I want to ask you, what's your vision for what you want to do with this project? The project of going to the pipelines. We talked a little bit about how not enough people know, not enough people, not enough of the public know what's happening with these protests against the, it is, some of them are natural gas pipelines. Some of them are fracked gas pipelines right so in some cases some of these pipelines could literally destroy a community like i can't believe they're going to put a fracked gas pipeline through brooklyn anyway i'm just saying what is your and i can hear my phone making these adorable sounds right now what is your vision for what you want to be doing in the next five years and what you think all of us should be doing i just have i want to put that on the table right now we talked about what the need is but what do you want to do i think first of all five years you know I'll still be out there somewhere you know at a camp or um, trying to um, help humanity you know I'll still still be doing what I'm doing right now basically you know I don't I don't know what else I'll be doing you know I, I can't you know um, I don't see myself doing any anything else you know but um so if so uh, spending time at the camps, like I can imagine, when I think of um, when I think of protest movements, and I think of even I think of journalism, when I think of protest movements. There have always been individuals who dedicated their lives to a thread of movement or a thread of social change. Now I want to ask you, what should what do you feel that the rest of us should be doing? You are talking about um, bringing a great big focus, a great big publicity to um, the standing rocks that didn't end, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big thing. That this is, this is a lot of travel. This is fascinating, actually, when you look at it. I'm looking for the place that's not affected by the pipelines, actually, and I'm not sure if I'm finding a place, right? But um, what, what do you think the rest of us should be doing as we're, as we're visualizing? Um, you know, we talk about the pipelines. We talk about the protests, and I don't want to say the world's coming to an end, but that is what we're talking about. We're kind of talking about what do we need to do as a species, a human species, to stop melting the, the planet with petrochemicals, with petrochemicals, right? So I do want to ask you, what do you think the rest of us should be doing? Well, I think, first of all, taking care of your families. You know, someone asked me that question at Standing Rock, you know, like, uh, since this is over, what what shall we be doing? I said, just take care of your family. You know, um, I see here in Portland, you know, there's a lot of recycling going on, people divesting from banks, and, you know, cable radio station is here for people to have access to, you know, the, um, there's a lot people can do, you know. I think you just, uh, f- first of all, you know, just, f- you know, feel in your heart what it is your compassion is and what it is that you like doing. You can't be, you know, not everybody's going to be at the camps, you know, that there's little things everybody can do, you know. Um, whatever it is your heart desires, you know, I, I really don't want to be telling what people what to do. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and and whatever your heart, you know, you're, you know, maybe it's just taking care of uh, the homeless, you know, taking, you know, helping to help supporting the homeless or, you know, being a counselor, alcohol, drug counselor, whatever, you know, and, and recycling and because and you still have to, you know, pay your bills and you still have to, you know, carry on with life because it's, the world hasn't come to an end yet. But uh, I was speaking from my perspective, what I, I, I feel, you know, in, in my heart for me to do, you know, I, that's just where my mind is at. You know, I sometimes I sound like a doomsday crier, you know, out there and say the world's coming to an end. I feel that. 
you know, that's why I say it, and it's my choice to say that, my, my freedom of expression to say that. Maybe yours is different than mine. Maybe, maybe you got other things to do, and that's fine with me. You know, that's cool. So whatever it is your heart's desire, you know, do it because, you know, if you look at the, if you look at the condition today, global warming, you know, what's going to happen, you know, be, be, be smart about it. You know, don't listen to what Trump is saying. Although I know cable listeners don't have Trumps. Maybe there's a few of them that are out there, you know, haters or whatever. Yeah, just, you know, I don't know, man. I, I don't really have a lot of answers. I really don't know what the answer is. I'm just a human being, like I said. You know, human being with five fingers. I'm just, you know, I'm not, don't have, uh, I'm not an economist or, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. Maybe you can, you can become that. I can't, you know, I'm, I don't have the smarts to do it. You know things, though. And you were the one this whole time you've been saying, you know, we need to scope out the industrial hemp farms, right? Right, yes. So talk about why Oh, that's, you're that's, not a great big gigantic pothead. You're not coming in here with blunts. I need to be real <laughs> with you if you're listening right now. This is a strategic This is a strategic idea that is economic and it's social. And come on, talk about that. Talk about um, that. For years, for years, I've been like advocating for industrial hemp. And and if there's any natives that are out there listening, you know, get your people to uh, invest in industrial hemp, get processing plants built on the res and, and get your people to start growing industrial hemp, man. And. You know, we can't rely on the gas, you know, the the, oh, the coal mining. And I've been trying to um, uh, talk with people, my own people, the na- nation in, in uh, New Mexico, and, and trying to get some of the people that are running for uh, tribal president, the tribal government down there. I have a few friends that are running. And I interviewed uh, some Trudy Trujillo. She's the first female, transgender f- female to be running. She didn't uh, win, but she didn't make the primaries. But... All the time, I've been making awareness from here, from Kebu, talking with people that are trying to run for president down there and trying to get him this idea of uh, growing industrial hemp on the reservation. In five years, I'll hopefully, the, if I can reach enough people or maybe I can learn enough to get something started on, on my own reservation, our homeland, actually. We really don't want to call it res, but but it's a homeland, you know. We... we I would like to uh, see something like that start up there uh, on the in our homeland to um, grow industrial hemp and start these processing plants and and um, you know just go from there and see what happens because that that would hemp is going to save the world you know you can make oils you can make clothes you can newspaper make newspaper, newspaper. You, now you're talking my language okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can make anything out of it, you know. Constitution of yeah, the United States so of America. Yeah, so if we just start going in that direction, we'll be able to save some of this planet for our future generation. That's what I believe, seriously. That's Not only do I talk about camps, but I also talk about industrial hemp because I believe in that too. I've seen the clothing that they have. I've seen, you know, all these um, products that come out of it. Many so. products, many products. It's a weed. It's a weed. You don't have to do, you know, Roundup Ready pesticides on that. That's the part that gets me. So you do have ideas. Yeah. You do have yeah. an economic analysis and you do mm-hmm. have a lot that, um, yeah, I just I just want to establish that on the table here. I'm always talking okay. about what's on the table. Um, I, I respect that you don't want to tell people what to do. Sometimes I feel strongly that um, there are people in our communities that are waiting for someone, a leader, right, theoretically, um, to tell them this is what we should be doing. And then if you're a super sciencey person, you know that it's the people that are the leaders. Even in social insect research, the spiders, the groups of spiders are the leaders, not the one bold spider. And that is a fact. I think that there is something that we need to, as human beings, we need to remember that. we It's everyone that's the leader. It's not the, the, the rugged individual with that rugged jawline who's got that hair that's orange stop but anyway um i am so glad you're here it's the fabulous fall membership drive right but i want to give you the microphone i want you to have the microphone for a few more minutes and just like what's the most important thing now we're about to go back to my brothers in the palace of pledge which is great and i love them but what do you feel is the most important thing for people to know about what's happening now and your work and you know again I keep asking you, what should we be doing? Because I think we need to share our ideas about it. What do you think is the most important thing for us to have in our hearts as we're walking down the street today? Oh, man, I don't, 
I don't think I have all the answers, but for me, it would be, I'd just be like praying, you know, like I'd be praying from my being, from the bottom of my heart, as they say, and to always like um, be being good to other people, try to be good to other people and, you know, be good to yourself, you know, and take care of yourself, you know, make sure you're, you're well holistically, you know, your mind, your spirit and your body, you know. Make sure you're okay to be able to have a self-revolution so you can revolutionize your community. You know, that's one of the things. 2016, um, I coordinated a, a walk run from Portland, Oregon to uh, Washington, D.C. And what we used to say was every step is a prayer. Every mile is a celebration, you know. And, and we stayed in prayer all the way. And we prayed for everything I just talked about, the, the, the every living thing on this planet. And it it is possible, you know, it is possible to be in a spiritual realm. The ancestors, you know, the elders used to say that our ancestors, you know, when they talk about the ancestors, they used to call it the spirit days, back in the spirit days, because there was no technology or there was no anything. It was just the land, the ceremonies, and, you know, people living in harmony, you know, with the seasons and taking care of themselves the best way they knew how. Even though it was rugged, it was rough at times, but that's just a part of life. That's why they say, there is hardships, man. You know, you have to go through it in order to appreciate the uh, the goodness and the beauty. You know, you know, that's what they call it, walking in beauty, to, to be able to appreciate that and appreciate your families. I think that's what is most important is our families and ourselves and being taken care of ourselves and taking care of each other and, and taking care of our communities. And each one of us can do that, you know. Each one of us are capable of doing that because we're human beings. You know, we're built to be like that, you know. That's how the animals take care of themselves. That's how our ancestors, you know, learn was from the animals, you know, how they interact and how they took care of themselves, you know. That's where we learned it from. You know, the insects told us, you know, I know in my tribe we went through four worlds and a lot of the insects taught us how to be a human being. And I like to say one thing that uh, Russell Means, I heard him say, you know, some people say it was a Buddhist saying too, but, you know, it says that if you take, like, the bugs out of the earth, you know, and, and everything would, you know, diminish. And if, if you take the fowls, the, you know, the, the birds, and if you take any one of those um, living things out, everything would go to go to hell. But if you take the human being out, everything is going to flourish. You know, everything is going to come alive because <laughs> we're destroying ourselves, you know, basically. You know, and we have solutions, and we can have a second revolution of the mind. I want right. to say, Christopher Francis- Francisco, thank you so much for being here today. Christopher Francisco, human beings with five hands, um, Facebook, human beings with five fingers. Facebook, we're going to the Palace of Pledge. Invest in this programming. What are you doing right now? You need to invest. Yes, it's not only the natural world, as Christopher was saying, which is an ecology with all the parts dependent upon each other. We have our own ecological world here at KABU, where we are depending on you to help make some contributions. We don't ask very often. I mean, it's it's like when, when a mushroom comes through the ground, it's been waiting there for months. And so we've been waiting for months to ask you to help us. We only do this four times a year. You can make your contributions at 877 877- 500-5266 or securely online at kboo.fm and we have had some people who, who've been calling right uh, yes we have we have arthur who's renewing his membership he lives up there in northwest portland arthur's a longtime environmental activist and he's very much appreciated listening to uh, christopher francesco this morning here on the radio and that's what we do uh, we present uh, different voices that uh, you will present like either music or some or, or uh, uh, different uh, public affairs. I'll be talking about a subject that you really are interested in. But we're coming to you now to get your support. We're like the worker bees and we are like bro- visiting each blossom out there and asking for a little pollen from you <laughs> to help enrich the station. So give us a call. 877 877- Five zero zero five two six six. It's like we're rubbing up against you to get pollen on our legs and arms uh, by having you call us up here uh, uh, to become a, a membership, uh, to get a membership. Now, uh, people who call in today, they will be put on the daily um, um, 
drawing. And uh, for today, the uh, prize is 12 bottles of wine, three varieties of Pinot Noir uh, from uh, St. Joseph's Winery. And one person who, who just called in was, was Benjamin, and, and he's already a member, and he called to increase his monthly contribution. So we yeah. are looking for contributions at all levels. If, if you're not a member, become a member. If you're already a member and you've had some good fortune and can share a little bit with us, why well, we would like that. And, I mean, it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not getting any money. Matt's not getting any, any of the money or, or Lisa or Christopher. Yeah, for all the decades I've been here. It, yeah. it, it's all. No, no, we do it. We are here because to the we, station. Want, we are able as an outlet to express ourselves either by interviewing people on public affairs, presenting the type of music we want. I work on a uh, theater program uh, that's part of a block of shows that we have here. Uh, you know, we're able to present these different, all these different varieties of shows because of our independence, and we can have our independence by your support. It's a whole, like, circle. We present shows you like to listen to. You listen to it and appreciate it by giving us the money to continue to put on the shows that you like to listen to. And so uh, this is why we come to you a couple of times each year to ask for your support. Now, you can also go online. Uh, where, where do you go online? First, you get a computer. Then get yourself hooked up to the World Wide Web. Now, where do you go on that? To KBOO.FM. Uh, and you are listening to KBOO-FM here in Portland, Oregon. As we, as we reach the top of the hour, or perhaps for some of you, you're just rolling out of bed. Who can say? But you got KBOO on, or else you wouldn't be hearing me. And so please give us a call at 877 500 5266-877-500-5266. This just in, Wayne, also in Northwest Portland, he has also renewed his membership. Way to go. And w th this is Back what to we the want program. to hear more from you. So, what? what? Give us a call. All right. All Air right. Cascadia. Hot uh, news. Right. So... From Chris Andre. These are more programs that you support. By, so give us a call, 877-500-5266. We need your support right now. KBOO would like to give special thanks to our local community partners who've donated food for our volunteers today. Breakfast provided by Trader Joe's, a grocery chain open daily from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Lunch provided by Corbett Fish House, located at 5901 Southwest Corbett Avenue. Corbett Fish House serves seafood dishes open from lunch to dinner. Dinner provided by Bocce's on 7th, located at 1728 Southeast 7th Avenue, open Wednesday through Sunday from 4 to 9. Bocce's serves a full Italian menu. For more information on how you can support KBOO, call 877-500-5266 